Welcome in to the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast. Thomas Miller, and we are going to do a segment today on beliefs. I didn't realize this. I had no idea. But I've only done two episodes in all these hundreds that we've done that have the title Beliefs in them. And the reason is that somebody, uh, one of our very special listeners, Sarah Wakeman, who is doing our swag and our products uh, shop and admin on our Facebook page and just uh, such a special person in my life, was asking a question in our Facebook group about removing or changing limiting beliefs. And I was like, I thought we had done a lot more on this. And I was embarrassed, actually, to find out that we haven't. So we are going to talk about beliefs today, and this is going to be an early release if you're following in real time, but part of our Sunday spiritual series, because this gets to the core of everything that we are. Now, if you would like to go back and listen to the other episodes on this topic, one is number 19, all the way back to the beginning, and then number 219 is an excerpt from one of Fred's essays audiobooks. But I also appreciate being able to go back on these older topics and bring new life and new insight and bring it up to date of where we are today, because that old episode was, I'm sure, recorded back in 2013. That was 10 years ago. And if you don't think that we don't learn something, all of us, in 10 years, we are different. So if you heard that way back when, you're listening with different ears today. And I'll tell you why I did that so back early was because I realized when I changed everything in my life that the things I believed drove everything. Every outcome, every situation, every result, every everything in your life, who you are today is the sum total of everything you believe. And I'm saying you, I could easily say me. But let's make it about us, okay? (laughs) Because it's all of us. This is everybody on the planet. The person who believes they can become president of the United States can. The person who believed they could walk on the moon back in the 1960s did. For a while there, I did some video shooting for a company that was affiliated with Spud Webb. Now, you might not remember that name, but he was an NBA basketball player. And he won the slam dunk contest time after time after time. Okay, that's no big deal. Except that Jerome Spud Webb stands five foot six inches tall. (laughs) I mean, I've interviewed the guy, sat there and shot the interviews, and realized that this man had in him a belief that he could reach a 10-foot basket. I checked his picture out online in looking this up, and I don't think he could do that today. (laughs) But that was a long time ago, and he was something else. So this is why I say beliefs run our entire life. For your life, what you believe about your day begins when you decide either to pull the covers up and stay in bed, or to get up, clean up, and go about your day. And some beliefs like the just get up, get out, you don't even think about it. They're on autopilot. Of course I get up and I go about my day. That's what I do. Well, stop and think for a minute. What do you believe about that? Like if I don't get up, clean up, and go to work, I won't have a job because they'll fire me. Then I won't have income. Then I'll lose everything I have, etc. Well, that's a belief. And it's probably a pretty good one. We're going to talk about that more here in just a second. And in fact, the amount of money that you have 
you have because of your belief of your value in the marketplace. And that belief is probably constructed from parts of your training, your past experiences, how easily you've gotten into one job or another, whether you enjoy one job or another. But if you have a belief that you are not relevant in the marketplace, then chances are you're going to struggle and probably not make a lot of money with that belief. So you can ask then, where do these beliefs come from? And this is what we talked about way back on episode number 19. Why do we have the beliefs we have? I'm too old. I'm too young. I don't live in the right geographic place. I don't have the skill set. Nobody wants to hire me. I can't find a good company that's a good fit for me. And I wrote down in my notes that all beliefs then are based on something. (laughs) Sarah, there's one of those cryptic t-shirts we could do is, my beliefs are based on something and put something in big all caps letters. Nobody will understand it, (laughs) but we will. Because, I mean, that's even a new saying that we could come up with around here. My beliefs are based on something. Either it was something my parents told me, it was something I experienced firsthand and I made interpretations about that experience, it was something a friend said about me and I just believed it because it sounded right, or it's based on something I know. The law of gravity is a belief. I mean, one could believe they could fly from a window of a building, but that necessarily wouldn't be advised. See, and that's how beliefs get structured in our life, because we parallel them to the reality that we're aware of. Then we conclude this is an accurate belief. I mean, we can even test it. Drop a rock out of that window first. Does it ever go up? So see, there's the personal experience. We have a 100% success rate of it not going up. Then in school, we learn about gravity. There's no reason whatsoever for us to challenge that teaching. So now, as a little child, starting to learn about life, we have a fixed belief about jumping out of windows. Don't do it. That little pronged hole in the wall that mom and dad says, don't stick your finger in, yeah, that's another good idea. But then, your junior high basketball coach tells you you'll never make it in the NBA, and you believe him because you're five foot six. Whoops. (laughs) Could have missed a whole career. And the delight and thrill that audiences received watching him slam dunk the ball. Oh, and don't you know he heard it? Possibly from his parents, from his friends, from his coaches. But he chose not to believe it. So, see, all of our beliefs are based on something. Here was this chorus of external voices saying, You'll never play in the NBA. Come on, dude, you're five foot six. Everybody knows you're too short. And I guarantee you that somewhere along the way, Spud Webb acknowledged that belief and then rejected it. Even though at the time he acknowledged and rejected it, it was true. He was not in the NBA in junior high school or high school, but he had a dream. He wasn't going to let something as silly as height get in the way of it. So he just kept jumping. Probably spent a few hours in the gym on a weight machine building those leg muscles too, don't you know? See, you can apply this to every other area of your life. Relationships. What are the beliefs today? There are no good men or women out there. It's all just a bunch of dating app hookups. And I don't want a shallow relationship. Or, (laughs) people are just flat crazy. 
All of those beliefs are based on something. Maybe you had a fling with a crazy person. Maybe you've been on 20 dates with 21 losers. <laughs> it's like, yeah, show me that the rock will ever go up. You know, it's like, but we construct a belief system. Now, we know physically, scientifically, in every kind of way, that rock is never going to go up by itself. But could date number 74 possibly be a winner? That we know is possible. So in the tier of belief systems, we have to think about what is truly fixed and basically unchanging versus what is marginally possible. There's your Spud Webb at 5'6 in junior high school. Marginally possible, but he did it. And then there's the, yeah, this could be possible. And obviously, when we get into this area, it is very important that we know which kind of belief we're dealing with, because I've seen a lot of people minimize the importance of a more fixed belief, and then they get themselves in trouble because they jump too fast to uh, conclusions that don't serve. One example that comes to mind is quitting the job too soon. Ooh, I believed that I would easily be able to get another one, or whatever it is. So, Beliefs. We construct them. They often are based, or at least the early ones, are co-anchored in our family upbringing. They are based on our experiences. We own them. We own our interpretations of the experiences we've had. It's like, hey, I am. it's my right to interpret what happened to me and draw conclusions. And our beliefs were based on, <laughs> yes, something, shout it out. But beliefs are more valuable and important to us and more guarded by us than our new car, our new boyfriend, that new ring on your finger, whatever it is. Our beliefs are more important to us than all of those things. We really take a lot of pride in these beliefs that we have constructed. Now, Sarah's question was about removing limiting beliefs or changing limiting beliefs. And that's half the process, because obviously we have to identify that there are limiting beliefs. So somewhere along the way, we created this belief based on something happening in our interpretation of it, and it didn't take us down the road we expected. I do this all the time in, in the market. You know, you believe it's going to go one way. You place a trade in that direction, and it goes the other way. Well, the belief was wrong. But give me some latitude here to take this even a step further. This is radical. I'm not right. Just try this on. That some of our beliefs literally stop the manifesting or the magical process in our lives dead in its tracks. Whoa! Why would you say that beliefs that we hold could stop our manifesting? Well, think about it, because those beliefs become subconscious, so they are stronger than our conscious beliefs. Now, I know this can get into a headspin, but just go with me on this. And think about, do you ever wonder why some area is stuck all the time? Could it be because we have a deep subconscious belief that totally blocks our ability in the creative magical realm? And I know these stuck areas, you have them, I have them, we all have them. So let's see if we can break through some things through this little process. So first of all, let's just accept, let's just say we're going to play here, that some of our crafted beliefs actually limit us. 
And let's even take it a step further. They can stop us dead in our tracks. And then, I'm going to be radical here again, globally, be willing to release all of your beliefs. Whoa! Including rocks and windows and falling out and dropping and falling? Well, release it, but it doesn't mean you have to change it. Just release attachment to it. Because if you release attachment to all of your beliefs, it completely shifts your inner perspective. So what if none of your beliefs served you? Just if. Would you be willing to change them? No. I'm going to hold on to them. They don't get me where I want to go, but I'm right, and I'm going to stick with it. All right. <laughs> Let me know how that gets you. See, the trick then is to identify which ones serve and which ones don't. That's what I was talking about earlier. You have to know the structure of your belief system. And that takes some work. It's a process. That was what I did in those early days. And that was what was reflected back in that early episode. So you have to observe it. You have to journal through this. You have to sit and really pick apart. What do I believe? Where did that belief come from? Why am I holding on to it still? Does it serve me? And then you have to categorize it, structure it, tier it, if you will, T-I-E-R, to say, is this one that is critically life important that I better not be so radical with versus is this one that I have some playroom and I could even make a radical change right now? Use the ones to play with here to get this process started that don't have that radical life-altering impact. Don't make big major decisions based on this. Play around the edges, then work your way in. But here is one of the changes that I think is just, uh, I just love this technique. Try the opposite. And I've noticed people say, oh yeah, I've seen the Seinfeld episode, George does the opposite. No, sit down and watch it. It's six minutes long. It's on YouTube. It's all over the place. You can find several different versions of it. George does the opposite, Seinfeld. Watch that before you attempt any changes. It's classic. I don't, I mean, if you've even watched it in the last two weeks, watch it again. If you don't get what you want going one direction, maybe if you go the other way, you'll get the outcome you're looking for. And I've always said if you find the exact opposite of the undesired outcome and you go the other way, the final outcome is probably somewhere in the middle of that totally opposite direction. Now, here are some things that you could think about. Jot these down if you have the ability. So try on replacing beliefs with intentions. Try on replacing beliefs with observations. Try on replacing beliefs with possibilities. Now again, that's not throwing caution away, but truly looking at your life and saying, if I did not believe this, what would that change? Here's an example. Fred Dodson believes that he can pay cash for a house, and he has multiple times. But he had to get there because there was a day that Fred Dodson lived in apartments with roommates, renting and not being able to pay for a house. But just like Spud Webb, he believed that one day he would be able to pay for a house. And he started taking actions and I know a lot of it was intuitively guided. He started following his intuition from the intentions he had of making the kind of money that he needed to make in order to be able to go in and buy a house and pay cash for it. 
And those actions, over time, resulted in enough money for him to be able to do that. And when he created that belief, he was not able to. But he didn't let his existing reality form a belief bigger than the one that he wanted to achieve. Actually, working through this is exactly the reality creation technique that he wrote that was the very first audiobook that I narrated for him. That's how you work through the contrast between the belief that doesn't serve and the belief that you're trying to create. That's how you reprogram your subconscious mind toward the new belief. So we're rolling this into our Sunday meditation series. So here are some things that you can meditate about and think about changing limiting beliefs. I'll list these questions, and then we'll play some music for you to be able to work through these. And I'll play some of Fred's music if you want to step into that kind of vibe. Here is a guy that creates his life by changing his belief structures. So hopefully you have a journal, and if you're doing this on Sunday with your coffee, write down a couple of questions. First is, what beliefs should I not give up? Let's don't give up the gravity thing, right? (laughs) Let's don't make radical decisions about our employment or et cetera, et cetera. But what other beliefs should I not give up right now? And then look at other beliefs you might hold that you could play with. We'll skip the middle if you want to play in the middle of these are the ones that really I'd like to change, but not right now. You could think of those, but let's go to the edge and let's find the ones that you could play with. So obviously write down what you believe about that now. Coach says, I can't jump to the 10-foot hoop. I'm only five and a half feet tall. Is that your belief? And then next, just look at it from an observation standpoint. Don't be up in the belief. Well, Coach says it. He has an opinion. That's his. Is he right? Does he have my best interest? Well, maybe he does. He's trying to not disappoint me when I'm rejected in the MBA. But do I have to believe that? Will that affect today's outcome in my life if I believe, continue to believe that? No. Can I replace it? Yes. With what? (laughs) I'm going to play in the NBA. In fact, I can dribble the ball right underneath their legs. These tall guys, they won't even know what happened. I just slipped right up under there. While they're looking behind, I've made the basket already. Is that possible? Yes. And then start to operate with the new belief in mind. You don't even have to change anything. For Spud Webb, it was get to the gym. Find people who could coach you on jumping higher. Mark on a wall how high you jump today. And then figure out how you can jump four inches higher than that. And then four inches higher than that. (laughs) Five feet, four inches at a time. And then come squarely honest with yourself. Are you willing to replace that belief? Replace it with possibilities. You say, okay, yeah, I get that. But how do I release the old one? It still has a grip on me. But see, it's not necessarily replacing it. It's overlaying it. Stand in the reality of today, but your thoughts, your intentions, and your actions are on the new belief, the new observation the new possibility. Do you not think that before Spud Webb played in the NBA, he saw himself in the NBA? Of course he did. That's where you begin. You see it differently. You have to operate where you are now, but you start to take those little 
incremental steps toward the new possibility. And then plenty of tools in and amongst these podcasts and audiobooks to help you get there. Maybe you pick up a Fred book on manifesting and creating, or what I'm re-narrating right now, Parallel Universes of Self. You could go back and listen to Podcast 282, two very powerful stories from the Reality Creation Seminar last year in Orlando, Florida, of people who used Parallel Universes techniques to change the reality in their life and to change it rather quickly. In fact, the first of those two stories, Allie's story about her relationship with her husband, is a very powerful story. That's podcast 282. So then I'll play some music here from Fred to give you some meditation space, and you can work from that little list of questions and process, and this will help you really sink this in. I hope this helps. Sarah, thanks for a great question. And we'll do more on beliefs in the future. We need That's an important topic. We need to hear about it more often. Enjoy Fred Dodson's music and enjoy the journey. I'm Thomas Miller. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your meditation.
The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.